If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. future must be bright man tuesday uh, night no, we, you, you need the shades we, we, we keep the shades on and we keep the hats on uh when, when we're meeting business is all i'm gonna say and and the rocky mountain showdown business baby all business over here yeah no we're definitely gonna get into the rocky mountain showdown we have to touch on the pll championship because we did so much water dog or damn it i did it again we did so much redwoods content which you can see nico's still re- wearing his redwood gear we are going to cover the PLL championship. We'll talk about the champion series when it comes up later on. That'll be kind of like a buffer between um, football ending and, and other things starting up. We will do week three, the pick We'll talk about how uh, I screwed myself over the summer with my trivia. Cause if it hadn't been for that, Nico and I would be tied, but we have all of that to get to episode 151 of the far end of the bench podcast. I'm coming to you right after my parent teacher conferences. So those last two little brain cells, they are running things. It's overtime. I don't have enough money to pay my brain cells overtime, so we'll see how it ends up tonight. We're recording late night Tuesday, but we do have plenty of things to get into, and obviously the pick is during the NFL season. I think the pick is what people really come to see. So follow at Pod, Subscribe to the YouTube channel. You'll get all the updates about all the content that we have coming out because we're basically doing five hours of content a week during the NFL season. Nico, I know I'm tired. I'm sure that you're also tired, but we we did this. We're we're scheduling. We're grinding. Um, what are what, what's with the what's been going on? Oh well, first of all, look, I, it's we record on Tuesdays, record on Wednesdays. This shit sucks. I'll be honest with you, because I gotta find shows to watch on during the week. Man, it's it's brutal because you know during basketball season, I just Tuesday night Nuggets came on. Wednesday night abs game on. I can watch those. I can find something to watch. When it's the beginning of football season, I have to wait until Thursday again uh, to, to have any football on, unfortunately. And look, I'm not a person that watches the Mac because I think the Mac goes on Wednesdays. The Mac doesn't go until Wednesdays until November. So either way, ridiculous. So like I said, it's it's trying to find stuff. And and look, luckily we have luckily there's one program in the state of Colorado that is carrying the weight of the whole state in terms of football because because the professional team cannot do shit. So so luckily I'm on I'm on that bandwagon um because my because I was lucky uh, uh my brothers went there so I could ride that bandwagon until it falls off but um the bandwagon for for football I, 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 I when I came on the talk of the gridiron I said it um basketball season starts October 24th and the banner goes up that day so um yeah we we I'm still counting down the days but you know I have I have some football and look there's PLL championship this weekend so I got that to put me over instead of drowning my tears and the Broncos getting their ass kicked by the Dolphins probably on Sunday I, I think there's a new new season of Yellowstone coming out at some point. I don't, I don't know. It what is, like. Yeah, it is. It's, it's except I have to catch it live, which is uh, or I have to wait until it comes out on on the on the cock, which we'll we'll have to wait. Which I'm not very patient. So, yeah, I'm I'm a couple seasons behind, so I have to catch up on that. That's basically that Peaky Blinders that takes up my time that I'm not spending sleeping. Um, you did come on talking the gridiron. I appreciate you because you took some of the bullets off of me. I was taking all the heat. For the Bengals, I was taking the heat for the Broncos, and Terrell is a Redskins slash football team. Fan, oh, I, I don't commanders. know what his this, Jimmy. He wasn't wearing any Commanders gear, so like there I was no NFL. Yeah, there was no NFL know. memorabilia in the video. That is true. Yeah. 
it's, it's a little weird. It's a little bandwagon if, if I say something. You know what I, I wish I would have been able to do if I had the editing skills, I would have done it. But like taking you – you, have you seen that episode of South Park where Cartman, they start a startup company and they use the Washington Redskins name? Yep. Washington Redskins, go fuck yourself. Oh, yes, sure. We'll take your money. I wish I could have put that over the top of Terrell speaking. Uh, when we were talking about the Broncos and Commanders game specifically, we'll get into that when we talk about last week's picks. Um, honestly, football right now, I'm right there with you. I think hockey season, they just reported to camp. I've been listening to tell it as it is, our guys over there. I'm I'm getting ready for that because the Bengals, the Broncos, we're back in the dire straits. We had two great – or I had two great you years. had two great football. years. I, it's been a struggle. It has not been fun, but if you remember back to the very, very first episodes of this show, you know football is never fun. Football season is – it's a lot of hope. It's a lot of expectations. It's, it's, it's a lot, lot of, of disappointment. It's, yeah, it's a lot of talking about other big-time storylines, as our friend Terrell would say, um, uh, because our two teams, uh, mine specifically, every single year, it's me putting on the clown face, being like, oh, here we go again. I think this team can make the playoffs. That's oh, right. Well, but, uh, and just, just, just thinking that, that my team has a chance every year, and, and then it just backfires right in my face. So, like, and you, look, I'll talk about it when we get to the pick-em. Um, but but there's, uh, I will, there will be a theme for me at picking the Broncos the rest of the season is all I'm going to say. Is there will be a theme. I'm excited to hear. I'm excited to hear it. We're going to get into our football afterwards. We're kicking things off with the PLL Championship. Atlas, number one seed versus the second seeded. Nope, it, it's the, it's the uh, Archers versus the Wire Dogs. Archers. Oh, yeah, the Archers who beat my team's ass, unfortunately. But yeah. it is, yeah. yeah it was the Atlas, name with the A. That's all I knew. Yeah, it's EA, yeah, but yeah, the Archers uh, coming in as the number one team, obviously all season long, and then um, the War Dogs, obviously the reigning champions. Two teams that came off of two massive wins, massive wins um, in the semifinals. Um, the Archers uh, didn't have as big of a win, obviously losing Connor Fields um, to that injury in the semifinal. I'm not sure what his status is going to this weekend, um, but that could play into a big factor. We'll see what that looks like, and the War Dogs obviously just. Came in, demolished the Cannons, absolutely demolished them. So, and look, I, as much as I, I, I um, think that we had a real chance of winning it all, and think that we had, we had a, um, we had, we had, we had what it took to, to lift the trophy. Um, I will say this is probably two of the best teams going into the championship game we could have asked for. Uh, two of the hottest teams for sure. Um, unfortunately, it's not us, but uh, the, these two teams are very, very good, top to bottom, defensively, offensively, um, in the net. So, uh, they, 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 each, each team has. Um, what it takes to, to, to lift it. It's anybody's game and, and come, uh, what what is it, Se- September 24th, it's on Sunday, is that Sunday, the yep. championship game is on Sunday. By the end of that two hours, however long the, the game normally takes, that is one of the good things about the PLL, speeding things up, and, and the action is constant. We talked about it when, when my brother and I were able, you got us tickets, we sat with your family and watched the, the Denver show out here. We obviously have the big announcement coming up in November as to where the host cities are. We're going to do some content around that because it's where does Nico get to work for the next hour? I'll, I'll do I'll do pitches every single week until we get there. Rocky Mountain Redwoods sound really good. It's all Rocky Mountain Redwoods, Redwoods is and very, very good. <laughs> and I mean, would DU be where they set up or where would they set up? Is there I, I, a field? They, they, they probably maybe look into uh, – Sporting goods field uh, with Rapids yeah. play possibly, but then again, I really hope that they don't have to settle on on Commerce City. I know that that's a big uh, open space. Oh, uh, uh, Glenwood, where where the Raptors play, or Glen, not Glenwood, uh, Glendale. Yeah, that, that Glendale, would be yeah. would be tough. I'll say that it would be tough. So that we're we're gonna get into that, but this weekend with the championship and the fact that now this is two weeks, two times in a row, 
The PLL is going to be on a NFL Sunday. They are giving this the, the attention that it deserves because it is a professional league championship. These guys are going to go on. These two teams both also qualified for the champ series. It was the top four teams in the league. And it is the number one versus number two seed defending champions. I think it's number yep. three seed but because uh, I think the Cans were the two. But it's still, it's the reigning chance versus the number one team. Like, There's storylines galore. This yeah. is like a – this is the best – case scenario well not best case scenario because i know we we would have had a better scenario but for the league this is a very good scenario because you're getting the most attention you get to showcase your former champion do you get to see somebody go back to back i think you said it would be would they be the second team in pll history to go back to PLL history if you don't go to mll history yes second team in pll history the lipsticks at the first two years of existence yeah, so they would be trying to start their dynasty because everybody knows it takes three to make a dynasty, but you got to win two before you can win three. Uh, I am a, a Water Dogs fan by proxy because I do enjoy that Barstool show that ends up owning them. It's hilarious when they dog them, pun intended, dog in the Water Dogs. But um, I'm excited. If if by chance that you know the Bengals game doesn't happen to be – well, the Bengals don't even play on Sunday, so there is a good chance that I have the PLL championship on. I'm addicted to football, but – I can put it on a second screen. I'll tell you right now, things, things go south for the Broncos real quick. I'm not even getting to the half second of my time. So, so that I, I will, I will throw this game on and obviously have, I mean, look, whether or not the Broncos game is Broncos are playing well, I will have this game on. I believe it might be on ABC, um, which is obviously look primetime TV, primetime slot during NFL Sunday, which is absolutely crazy to think about the sport of the cross having, obviously the viewership, we'll see what it looks like. Um, but putting this many eyes on this sport is awesome. It's absolutely awesome. Because like I said, some people, some people don't know what channels games are on. So some people will accidentally click number seven and go to ABC when they think, or, or NBC thinking that they thinking that they, Oh, I'm actually, uh, is NFL on this channel? Like, Oh, there's a cross on team. Let's see what this is. And boom, the sport grows. So it's awesome for the sport. Um, like I said, unfortunately, we're not there. Um, it's going to be a great game. I, I, I have no doubt in my mind. Two of the hottest goalies in Dobson and, and obviously um, Dylan Ward. And then you have uh, one of the best rookies, um, and, and Mike Sisselberger as well, um, on the faceoff dominating. Uh, it's yeah. going to be a very, very, very good game, in my opinion. Nigo's not going to make predictions because he does still work for one of the teams in the league. I would say my predictions, my my very biased opinion is that the Water Dogs win. We get the two championships, and they get to start their quest for a number three. It would be cool to see a dynasty. I'm just saying. I know that we want the Redwoods to have success. I hope that it's Redwoods, wa- Water Dogs next year in the championship, and the Redwoods are the ones that upset the two-time defending champions. All, the, I'll, uh, all I'll say is if we if – we, look, if the Archers win, then we could say we, we, we lost the team that won all. If the Water Dogs win, we, we're one of the few teams that beat them all year. So, like I said, we're not far, is all I'm going to say. We're not far. No, and it was right there. You were a top four team in the, in the league. You're going to the championship champ series for a reason. There, there are good things going on for the, for the Redwoods. And moving forward, once we figure out where they're going to be, they possibly could become another team of added to the affiliates of this show. Um, they're already basically that affiliate. But if it's a Denver team, we are a Denver-based podcast. So this is where a majority of our listeners are. Half of uh, the show will be a Redwoods podcast, no matter what, where we're at. I'm just hoping that that, that it's close. <laughs> it's all I will, I'll it's basically close. adopt the Redwoods anywhere, 
You know, if it's Boston Redwoods, I cannot get behind a Boston. No, I, I guarantee you, it won't be Boston Redwoods because it'll be Boston Cannons. Uh, that's, it'll be. It'll have to be. I the know, that's Cannons not confirmed. Though. Don't don't for, for those marks out there. That is not confirmed. But all I'm gonna say is, I'd be very very surprised if it's not. And I think the whole world, the PLL world, says the exact same thing. I I think I tend to agree with you. Um, it may seem like we're going quickly through this. I'm. I we're getting through the content. We're talking about everything. PLL Championship, be sure to check it out. ABC, it is Sunday. I have the time here. It'll start at 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, so 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific. So actually, I think it starts – it's right in the middle of those that first slot of games or possibly starting at halftime. So oh, obviously – One TV of, can have Red Zone. One TV can have a PLL. Look, you get everything. Perfect. Best of both – if you're not, a, you're not a true sports fan if you don't have more than one screen going at once. Exactly. That's all I'm going like, to tell you? people. Who are you at this point? You you need to have more than one screen or go somewhere that has it. It's... Buffalo Wild Wings. That's – I've enjoyed a couple games. All I'm going to say is if I go somewhere to watch the game, I will make them put it on the TV. And, 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 I, and I don't care. I don't care if I get weird looks. I will. I Yeah. Uh, let's, get, let's get to the point where why you're wearing the shades because – we had an all-out brawl over in Boulder on Saturday night that the country was privy to, so we're going to talk about this. I've talked about it on two shows already this week. We're going to talk about it again on this show. I'm going to make pretty much the same points. Um, very, very tightly contested game. It's a rivalry game. It's what you expected. CSU loves that rivalry. They love to say every time that they get to beat CU, and I texted my dad. I was like, it just seems that CSU has a little bit more intense passion for this. It's like They're always the little brother. They're always the other school. They're not the power five school in Colorado. So they have a, a chip to play with on their shoulder. They let that out and they stood behind their coach's comments. Like they were blue collar. They were workhorses. Um, couldn't keep their emotions in check. I mean, that's, yeah. the, that's the big thing. If there's not as many personal fouls against CSU, I say there's a, a better than 60% chance that the outcome of the game goes differently. Because yeah. the Rams shot themselves in the foot all night. Absolutely. And look, all kudos to, to what CSU did. And, and, and look, Jay Norvell's comments, obviously, look, he did, he meant nothing personal by it. CU has this thing called saying it, they made it personal, but that's just one way to motivate themselves. Um, but look, CSU is a program where this rivalry means a little bit more to them. I, I, I know it's weird saying that, but – like we said, this Colorado football team has how many transfers, Jimmy? 83? 73? 80, yeah. 80, 80 something? 80 something transfers? That means only a handful of guys have played in this game before. And, and majority of those, of those CSU guys have either A, played in this game before, or B, been a part of, or been, been around to see this, this, this rivalry take shape. And for those around the country that watch this Rocky Mountain showdown for, the, showdown for the first time in its history, this is what it always is. It is plain and simple. It has never been a absolute blowout. I think the largest blowout was I, I think near sixteen to twenty points. And that was twenty years ago. It's been a very very long time since this game has been a blowout. That's just kudos to the, to to two teams and what the state puts on every year. Um, and and look, there is no denying that. CU's Louis luggage got them over the top. It absolutely did. And Shador Sanders is he's a, he's a Heisman candidate. And for those that don't believe it, time to wake up. Time to Heisman wake up. candidate. He looks like he's going to be able to make it in the NFL because he's winning these games. Yes, he's making. He's got a hell of an arm. I was oh, of the mindset so not seeing him before he played at CU. I barely watched any of Jackson State. It was mainly him just running around because he was able to do that at at that level. But his arm talent is there. He's got the size. He works with 
guys like Tom Brady in the offseason, he's winning these clutch situations. That 98-yard drive does not happen because Shadur Sanders was the best athlete on the field on either now, side. 98 yards down the field. That drive, look, and you're down by eight with, with two and a half, two, two minutes of change left. Like yeah. that's, that's a big-time drive. That's a big-time yeah. drive by a young kid. Yeah, young and – I'm hoping we get two seasons of Shadur as the quarterback for CU. He is draft not eligible. Me, not me. Uh, not me is all I'm going to say. It's, I know uh, not you. Not me. Well, like I said, I will, uh, I will allude to that in the pet company. You want Drake uh, May. Me. You don't want Shadur. I want Shadur to stick around at CU for a second. I, I, look, look I, I, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. But there's zero denying what Shadur – and look, if it wasn't for someone named Caleb Williams, like he'd be the best quarterback in a Power 5 conference. And, and his first year, absolutely. Like, like he'd be the best quarterback in the Pac-12. He's Baron Bonex says right now. He's and look, he and what Caleb Williams has done. And yeah, it hasn't been. It's, it's been two programs against bad schools. And we'll see two weeks from now when USC comes into Boulder and what what that looks like. Well, heck, we'll see this week when you when CU goes into Oregon and and, and what happens there. But this is a big time player. And obviously, look, we can talk about the. Talk about the um, emergence of, of Shiloh and Dylan Edwards and all that, but obviously, look, Travis Hunter being out is going to hurt this team. Absolutely will. And, and um, was it a late hit? Absolutely, it was. Could it have been? It was a, dirty. A, it was not it, necessary. It, it should have been ejection. Yes, you should not have been able to finish that game. Could it have been an ejection? Absolutely. Um, the the one thing I will say is there should be no death threats on that kid. He played an absolutely stellar game. And look, and look, it's 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 by no means did he say that's Travis Hunter. Let me go lie his ass up. That is not that that is that was not his goal. And that's just something where he you know what he he felt it's a rivalry game. You got to set the tone a little bit. And he felt as though a big hit on on, on a receiver, whoever it may be. Unfortunately, it was Travis Hunter is something that 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 would help help his team and their momentum. And, and believe it or not, it did, worthy enough. It, it really it did. did. It helped both sides. It elevated the game from that point because you see Shadur go get in. I can't – I don't know the safety's name off the top she of my head. Poked, but. Oh yeah, he poked his eyes, which is which is also a little bit of a dirty play yeah. um, during that snuggle. But like I said, it's a rivalry game. Let's not forget about that. Yeah, it's two schools that – for to most of this country, no one gives a fuck about outside of this past year. But it's a rivalry game where these two schools hate each other. Okay, and, and, and if you go listen to Joel Class show, you can go listen to uh, uh, any any CU alumni, CSU alumni. They'll say, "I don't care if we go one and eleven like CU did last year. If the one wins against CSU or if the one wins against Nebraska, that's all that matters." It really is, and that's the same thing with what CSU was saying themselves. Like I said, that they would have won that game, their season would have been made. And and, yeah. and CU obviously has bigger aspirations this year because of because of what Dion's done. But this game has that big effect on these kids and and the alumni in the state. What I think too, it was a good call for CU. It was a good fight because they they were getting so much love and appreciation for what they've done, and rightfully so. But you can't. It's hard to stay hungry when you get all of that praise. So now you have things to work on. The defense does not look right. Out of three, outside of three stellar plays by Shiloh, that defense got absolutely trounced by a very simple concept. Jay Norvell didn't have to go into the annals of the playbook. No, he was able to just run basically the first Ask Madden play because if you ran a short short route underneath that zone coverage, they were letting you catch it and run. Catch and run. I've never seen dry routes run that well. I'm going to give all kudos Dude, to Tory Holt. <laughs> I had never heard the name before. Tory Holt's going to be a problem. 
Not, I, I think it's Horton. I think because Tory Holt was the Rams Tory guy. Horton. Yeah, Tory. The, 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 the wide receiver for the Rams, that guy's going to be playing on Sundays. Number Absolutely 14. Yeah, he's going to be playing and, on Sundays. And Kamara, the, def, the defensive oh, that, end they the, have. The big, boy, the, the big boy that got ejected in overtime. Yeah, that, that kid. Look, CSU has players. Yeah. Absolutely will. They're and a look, good team. They're seven-win football team average for the past three seasons under Jay Norville. Absolutely. And Jay Norvell has done the great job um, elevating that program. Obviously, look, Dion is a different animal, but if you look at the landscape of things, CSU has been the more successful program over the last couple of years. There's zero denying that. Um, after Mel Tucker leaving, which Mel Tucker, funny enough, got fired um, this week, um, and, and he got bought out. But I, after him leaving from Michigan State, CSU's program just went after the shit. And see, you can see CSU take that next step a little bit with Jay Norvell. Um, so, look, th- this, this game – in general, like I said, you said it perfectly when you tweeted it out. It put this state's football on the map. High school football, college football, everything in general. This state has been 100% Denver Broncos football, and that's all people think about when you think about Colorado football. It's, and look, and rightfully so. Look at the names that have played in the orange and blue. And But you, when you think about what CU has done over this year and the amount of attention, the amount of – and look, the attention that that is, is awarded to them has been – has been has been given like like the, they have they have shown the promise back to them being like you know what this is we're that good we deserve this attention and look you can say what you want about these first three matchups it's three top tier programs obviously CSU not a big program but two top tier programs and one big rivalry game that they won obviously getting to the Pac-12 schedule that's where things get interesting but but putting the but putting Colorado on the map like CU has and what Dion has having the Rock having Little Wayne having and Offset. having offset Kawhi Leonard who doesn't even go go to his own basketball games uh there Chauncey Kyle Lowry you name the name they're probably there um in attendance for a Rocky Mountain showdown it's just it's just so awesome it's it's so awesome and and like I said for uh, I I have a side and it's CU um but like I said I have I have both sides in in the hat with my parents going to CSU so I am very very and obviously growing up in the state watching the football this state has grown so much since 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 when since when you and I started playing football in general, 2005, mm-hmm. 2006, whenever it was. So it it has grown so much, and and I could not be more thankful that the Rocky Mountain Showdown is now the highest, most watched college football game this season, and top five most watched all time college football games in ESPN history. Top five all time. It is, it is it is number five in terms of viewership and, and of all time. Every single game that we're talking, Texas versus USC, we're talking about all those great games that ESPN has put on in the late slot. O- Ohio State, Alabama, top five. That is that is wild, and, 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 and it is awesome to see. It was a perfect send up. It was just an awesome showcase, and I tweeted it out with the perspective of a coach in the state it used to be like we used to have to fight, scratch, and claw. They were not looking for Colorado guys to go to these big time programs because it was just assumed that, oh, you're out in the Midwest, you guys don't play real football. We have, it has grown, it has gotten better since we started. I agree with you because the kids that are out there now are doing things that I couldn't even have thought of doing when I was that age. Um, but it was, it, it meant something to claim to be the best school in Colorado on Saturday night. And that was proven in the ratings. That was proven in the way ESPN handled it. They had Lewis Riddick, who's normally an NFL commentator come down and be the color commentator for this game. Yeah. I, I don't like him as a football. I don't know. I've never listened to him as a lacrosse announcer. No, no, but... no, 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 no. Mark Jones is the basketball guy. He hates every um, passion of him. Uh, um, still who's, what's the name of the guy what, uh, of that announcer? I don't know. What... Clint Kessinich. 
Yeah, he was he was the sideline guy that interviewed uh, Little Wayne on the sideline there. That, 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 not not in my wildest dreams did I expect a, a high level PLL commentator on the sideline for a uh, one of the most highest viewed uh, college Weezy. Weezy out here, you know. Uh, it was awesome. I was I was super proud to be a Colorado native. I know that you were as well. And then you obviously, <clears throat> uh, my family tends to lean more towards CSU, but I I really don't have a stake. I just like watching it and, and it being a good game. It's I like it better when it's at the school stadiums too. I know it was cool for the guys to play in at Mile High, but. It's so much better when it's at Folsom and when it's going to be in Fort Collins the next time that they play because it just the back and forth and the commute that everybody you get multiple people to travel both places. It doesn't have to be a neutral site game. It's already a big enough deal as it is. We don't need to add any more pomp and circumstance. And in fact, I like seeing CU have to defend their home field against a very pissed off and riled up CSU Rams team. And Absolutely. next year when they play in, in Fort Collins, I'm expecting the Buffaloes to try and go in there and trample all over the CSU. And CSU is going to have to stand up and protect their home field. And it's going to be personal again. I don't think that this rivalry is going anywhere. I think it's going to continue oh, to be high-level matchups. Because yeah, you can't tell me that CSU's program isn't going to yeah. benefit from that that on Saturday night too. They're still oh, going to – that's great recruiting for them with guys that are possibly coming through. I don't want to be on Dion's side. I like Jay Norvell. Maybe I want to go to CSU, and I know I'm going to play in that rivalry, and that's going to be big time football. Maybe Dion, maybe Dion snubbed me, and maybe 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 yeah. he said no to me because I wanted to go to CU. Well, CSU is right down the road, and they have programs on the rise. It's, it's, like I said, it's massive, massive for Colorado yeah. in general. It was an awesome moment um, Saturday night. Stayed up late for it. it. The game ended up. I know. I thought people don't stay up late because it was a 10 p.m. East Coast start. So the fact that it's the fifth highest rated game. Of all time, that's on ESPN, damn impressive. That's, that's on ESPN, yes. But just – that was the big gripe about Chris McCaffrey when he was at Stanford is that nobody on the East Coast, none of the Heisman voters stayed up to watch their games. Well, they stayed up to watch Coach Prime and Jay Norvell absolutely slug it out. It's the prime time effect, baby. Prime effect. And he doesn't need the money. He was on 60 Minutes. He was on the season premiere of 60 Minutes after the first first two Sundays of NFL. And he has all those commercials. The dude just looks like he's having a blast. A if you're hating on him, shades money coming his way. I mean, like I said, the dude is just here. If to you're hating at this point, you just you just don't like seeing somebody succeed. Exactly. Like the only people that should be hating is if you're a rival of this team. That's a CSU fan. That's a Nebraska fan. That's a TCU. And that fan. Oregon coach. Did you see Oregon already made it personal? They made it personal a couple months back, and and this yeah. is the, like I said, this is the first. Big test. First yeah. big test. So I, I just very hope very interesting game. 20 and a half point underdogs. Again, same thing they had against TCU. 20 and a half. 20, 20 and a half. That's what it that's what it was um, when I looked at it on uh Monday morning. I, I don't know if it changed right now, but that, you know I'm honestly <laughs> you know who I think that should piss off the most, and it has nobody involved in that game. That should piss off CSU the most. Yeah. Because here I don't think that CSU should have been a 20-point dog to Colorado. I think that was a little bit skewed, and it definitely skewed people's opinion of CU coming out of that game. But that pisses me off if I'm a CSU Ram or a CSU Ram supporter because, like we said, you are a problem to deal with in the Mountain West. Boise doesn't like playing against the Rams. Nobody in that conference likes playing against the Rams. You've been building something for a while. Why the fuck is the team that we just battled it out with, why are they 20-point dogs? 
Sure, they should they're be good, maybe yeah. a touchdown. Maybe a touchdown. I don't think Oregon's shown that they're all oh, that man. great. Oh. They they can score. Like if Bo Nix is coming out and they're on fire and CU finally gets shocked in the bubble burst, yeah, it could look ugly. So I guess maybe that's where Vegas is going, but they're normally looking the other way. Like I thought this was this line was going to shrink, whether or not Saturday looked as ugly as it did. We'll we'll see if it shrinks as it get there. I, I would I would highly I I think it's going I'd be highly surprised if it didn't shrink is all I'm gonna say. So there, I, there's I, gonna be so much money on CU, they're gonna have to move that line a little bit. Just, you see just, that, that that FanDuel lost two million dollars off of the boost that they gave for a touchback on every single game of or, or every single one o'clock slate. No, sorry, not touchback. Every every single team on the one o'clock slate game ha- had to kick a field goal. And it was a 200 to $1 payout. I means bet $1 went $200. They lost $2 million because of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, I don't, I know you didn't watch the Sopranos, but there's a scene where, because they're bookies and they're setting the lines and they didn't set the lines right. So they're watching the game and it's, you get to see the other side. So normally you see the gambler like, I need a fucking field goal. Come on. The guy's like, no, I need six more points. Otherwise I lose the spread. Come on. I can't, I don't have the money to pay everybody that's going to win. Please. Don't kick the field goal. Miss the field goal, please. Everybody needs to score. Uh, I The Bengals, unfortunately, contributed to that because I don't know if you saw the Sunday Scaries. I know that we talked about it on Talking the Gridiron. Uh, do you have anything else on CU before we move oh, off of college no, football? No, like I said, I'm, I'm excited for Oregon, Oregon game, but that's, that's about it. I'm definitely watching. I'm tuning in for the rest of the season because I didn't expect them to be 3-0 at this point. They're – they're gonna be in a bowl game, and like we said, they're possibly looking at if they, they go their wins. They tripled their wins off of last. Tripled year. their wins, and <laughs> look funny, me. How ridiculous do I sound? It's so difficult to add one more win to your season record, let alone two. I told, I you, told you three. Two at the minimum. I told you two and one at the minimum. Three and zero. Oh, uh, I'm very surprised at three and zero, oh, but two and one at the minimum. This Oregon <laughs> game is the biggest test. Yeah. What I notice more now that I've been on more shows throughout the week, the more shows that you're on, the more stupid you sound. Because, man, the past couple weeks. Cough, cough, Stephen A. Smith. So there's zero denying that. And he's still got a job. So uh, we're moving on into the pick'em. I will reveal the records first. I did did tell you that you're still ahead two games. You want to know what your record is? Is it good? Uh, I I know I got the uh, Ravens on you. I know I yeah. did that. I you got I the lost, Ravens on me. You got. I know. You got, I think I won Monday night too, didn't I? You won. I know I lost the Panthers. You lost the Panthers, and we both lost the Browns. So you ended up having one, two, three wins. I ended up having one, two, three, four. Um, still down by two. You were ahead by three initially. You had that three lead out of our trivia. So your record on the season, eight and six. My record is six and five. We're picking five games again this for the week three, but before that, we're going to get back into week two. Um, those matchups, Thursday night football, we're going to talk about the Eagles because they continue to show up in primetime, so we're going to continue to pick their games. Um, what? What? I, I don't know that you probably haven't watched, sat down and watched their entire game. But just with what you're seeing, what you're hearing about what's going on in Philadelphia, do you have an opinion as to what the issue is? Because I kind of said what my opinion is, but what do you think is the issue 
facing selfish. Philadelphia. I think it's selfishness. I, I think that's 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 the biggest thing right now offensively. It's it's crying about touches when your team's winning. Uh, that's that's the biggest thing for me right now. Is it's a lot of prima donnas. And look, uh, there's there's some guys on that team that won a Super Bowl in 2017. What was it? 2017, 2018, whatever yeah, it was. Whatever it was. Um, you have to check your ego at the door when this team's this good. Like top to bottom, defense is still one of the best defenses in football, if not the best. And you have an offense that is this talented across the board. You have DeAndre Swift go off for, I think it was 150 yards rushing. And then you have Devontae Smith have two touchdown games. And then you have A.J. Brown crying and bitching about touches. Are we serious right now? Like, like, like that's, that, that's, that's the biggest problem right now. And that's, that, that's, that, that's in my opinion, what, what they're dealing with. It's, it's check your ego at the door. If you want to win so badly, look, A.J. Brown got paid. Let's not forget, A.J. Brown got paid, ladies and gentlemen. So the motherfucker worrying about touches – at, on a winning team, that's a that's a that's a that's a problem in the locker room. That's that is a massive problem in the locker room. And look, I think Jason Kelsey, I think Jalen Hurts, the company have, have led this team to a great position where they can handle that. And because look, when I say when I see when I see this defense, Jimmy, it's it's the Georgia defense basically. Right? It is the Georgia defense. It's Nolan Smith. It's Javon Carter who looks like an absolute fucking animal. Jay, um, yeah, Jalen Carter. Sorry, Jalen, Jalen Carter, Carter, Travon Walker. No, those guys are. They they invested their draft picks in defensive line and oh my god it worked yes. out. Jalen Carter every time he's on the field, I just have nightmares and flashbacks. Like, he's how, the, how the hell did I play? Game. I didn't play the same level of college football as him, but how the hell did we play the same technical sport? Because if I were to have to go out there, I am a foot shorter and 150 pounds lighter on a good day of Jalen Carter. So whatever he wants to do, he's doing. It, yeah. it, it's and there's no negotiating about it and funny enough the vikings offensive line and this is the only thing that we have to say about the vikings a kirk cousins didn't lose you this primetime game but i think you should look at maybe trading your quarterback to new york cough cough it's the last year of his deal cough cough they could use cough. a quarterback cough cough there's um, a good draft quarterback draft class coming up cough cough you have a really good receiver that that, that could say aaron Rodgers said that he's coming cough, back cough. So, you know, Vikings look into it. You could probably swindle the, the Jets out of a few of their picks, but they had nobody on the offensive line. I've said the line a couple times from Major League, but those guys were bagging groceries three weeks ago because Jalen, there were a couple times where the offensive lineman went to punch Jalen Carter in the chest and he swiped his hands away so fast that the offensive lineman fell on his face. He, he made I, Mr. Miyagi proud, being playing simple. Like, Mr. Wax, Miyagi yeah, is learning. Wax on, Mr. Wax Mr. Off. Mr. Miyagi is learning from Jalen Carter. Let's just put it that way, okay? That's that's that that's how good his hand movement is is on the inside. And look, top to bottom, those DBs. Obviously, they lost CJ Gardner Johnson on the outside. They still have great DBs. Like they, like Justin Jefferson and, and Jordan Addison are not too easy covers. They did a really really good job of containing both of them. Like, look, I, I've been saying it. The, the, everyone's high on this 49ers team. I still think the Eagles are the team to lose in the NFC. And the reason – and I think the biggest problem is what I said. It, it's it's ego check, plain and simple, because there's a lot, a lot of egos. And when you live and play in the state of, or city of Philadelphia, it's going to happen. And they're going to be mad over stupid shit. Hell, like I said, Jimmy, what do they do on Christmas Day back way back when? They booed Santa Claus. Exactly. And there's snowballs on him. Let's not forget, okay? Yeah. And they booed their team that just went into the Super Bowl after the second drive of the game on, 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 in their first game. Let's not you forget booed that your either. team. I booed my team. It's a lot different, though. We are not – I mean, especially for me. I mean, it's kind of the same for you, but it's a lot different from my end. But yeah. I, it, is, it, is, it is very, very funny how, how 
how much of a greatness we're talking about, right? We're talking about problems for a 2-0 team. And, and I'll go back to what I said on talking to Gridiron. It's a 2-0 team that you're like, you know what, we can fix these because um, we're winning. And we're winning. And then th- th- that's all that matters. I, I have uh, another storyline. It also goes in with the ego, but I'm going to save it for when we're previewing their pick for um, this upcoming Monday night because they're the first of the Monday night doubleheader. Broncos, uh, you want to go Broncos or Bengals first? Because we did Bengals what, first last week. What, what solemn song? What solemn song do you want to sing first? <laughs> yeah, let's let's go Commanders because the interesting part about this was the first half. I had fun, it. Jimmy. It was, it was yeah, so it was fun. fun. I had fun. We all took a nap for the second half and woke up and and they were throwing a hail mary to try and tie it to go to overtime. I was like, what in the hell did we just watch? Um, what did we miss? No, this, this, what did I miss here? I don't know what to think, Jimmy. This defense is so bad. This, like, like I said, this defense should be the backbone of this team. Let me remind you who the defensive coordinator is of this Denver Broncos team. The coach that was fired less than three years ago came back. Vance Joseph in that you know that top-tier defense in Arizona, Jimmy, that top-level defense that the Cardinals had the last four years. Um, and Vance Joseph, we needed that. We, we needed that big time. Um, so there, there's your first problem. The fact that your offense – Look, look, bro, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything bad about Russell Wilson in the first half. But my God, Russell Wilson in the second half, the motherfucker could not see over the line. He cannot. I, I, and I, I have been a component that that's not a problem. But at this point, when the guy is unwillingly to move out of the pocket unless it's right into the, his offensive lineman, then, the, then that becomes a problem. I'm serious. And it becomes a problem. Um, and look, your running game was not going anywhere. You were not doing anything in the running game. Nothing. You had – look, Marvin Mims did a hell of a job in the first half. Did nothing in the second half. Nothing. Didn't even get a touch. You have two receivers. That that, that one you dropped in the first round, Jerry Judy, who who, who everyone's saying it could be could be the one of the best – one of the best, not if not the best. One of the best uh, route runners in the league. And then you have Corlin Sutton, who was a pro bowler not too long ago. And mm-hmm. we say, you know what? Eh. Let's uh, let's uh, let's let's do dunk and dip with with good old Russell Wilson and and, and have him throw to look. Luckily they have a fullback now. Shout out Michael Burton. But let's do dunk and dip to our fullback because that's a that's a good play when, when we're trying to when we're trying to win the game. You know when you're de- when you're up by what was it twenty one to three in the yeah. second quarter, it takes a lot, Jimmy. It takes a lot to come back that quickly and with five minutes on the clock, you go down by seven. Midway through the second quarter, that is how, that is less than 30 minutes of football. In less than 30 minutes of football, you went up from 21 to 3 from down to 21 to 28 to 21. That is impressive. That's very impressive. That, that is jokingly impressive. And, and, and that, that is where the scheme is at. And look, Sean Payton did some did some adjustments of how he needs to coach Russell Wilson, obviously from game one to game two. But where did that go in the second half? <laughs> where? And Jimmy, I don't know if you I, I, look Rex, Rex Ryan, who who didn't get the Broncos defense coordinator job, who went on first take and said that he went off on went off this defense. Jimmy, do you know how many passes Russell Wilson threw in the first half? Probably eight. under yeah, eight. I was gonna say under fifteen. Eight. The Broncos right now, Jimmy, are the highest average touchdown per possession or a point per possession team in the NFL, highest per average, because the defense can't get off the fucking field. The defense of third down, fourth down, cannot get off the field. Mm-hmm. This defense is that bad. And look, guess you can say what you want about the offense and how bad it was in the second half. The defense has to be held liable too. And, the and defense the, didn't have a good good weekend this weekend. It's like, it's apparent like, when you give up an 18-point lead 
as quickly as you did, and then you have to make the comeback yourself. Yeah, that's that never is supposed to happen in the NFL. And sure. Sam Howell, it's not like it was against a guy like Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning, where th- this is what they do. This was Sam Howell's first comeback in the NFL. This was the Pretty first cool, time too. he had to leave lead his group of guys. The enemy, I don't, I don't know. Maybe the enemy was the secret sauce in Kansas City because Kansas City's offense still didn't look good. We didn't pick that game last week. There is no Chiefs Crazy. game. That, that was a coach that was available in the offseason. That, that was. Was, eh, nope, nope, I'll pass on that. That's crazy, right? Yeah. It's crazy yeah. how things just just, just snake bit us, us every single week. Doesn't doesn't matter what it is. It, like, like I said, I'll touch on it to pick them, but this team right now, Jimmy, if you looked at the statistics right now, if the season ends today, yes, that's week two. I know it's week two. The season ends today, the Denver Broncos will be drafting Caleb Williams first overall. <laughs> let's 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 uh, not forget, okay? <laughs> that the Broncos yeah. still have their first round pick next year, okay? That's all I'm gonna say. So take with that what you will, uh, Sean Payton, uh, Rob Walton, and and the Penner and George Payton. That's all I'm gonna say. Take with that what you will. Last game that we'll talk about from week two, and then we'll get into our picks from week three because as I'm as we're sitting here, I I'm giving it to you guys, but I am fading fast. So just you know, pause on that, but put it put it however you want it. That is that is what's going on. The Bengals fall to 0-2. They are now 0-2 in the season. They're 0-2 in their own division. That was a very winnable game. They ended up only losing by three, but god damn, the Ravens don't give you the ball ever. It is like playing basketball on Kobe Bryant's team. You're just never getting the ball because I sat there and watched the defense struggle for seven minutes. The Ravens had the ball on the opening drive for seven. Joe Burrow sat on his ass for 35 minutes. That's what happened when you play running back and quarterback, Jimmy. Wink, wink. (laughs) Just No, he he did what he needed to, and the defense gave them – the, his credit he does throw the ball he has an arm he that deep ball that he threw he basically baited everybody into thinking he was going to run and then reminded everybody oh yeah i could throw it over everybody's head if i wanted to they just don't call these these pass plays very often um the defense shot themselves in the foot they negated their own turnover with a hands to the face uh penalty i thought they were going to get that punt return called back when i saw the flag go out i was like are you kidding me can we have one good thing that happens yet this year? It ended up being the first good thing that happened. It's our first touchdown halfway through the second quarter of the second game this season. Our offense didn't score until halfway through the third quarter, so we went six full quarters with no offensive production with a $275 million quarterback, the best receiver, quote, in the NFL, end quote. And uh, T. Higgins, a guy that's playing for a contract who finally came alive in the second half. But again, where was he in Boyd in the first half? And Joe Burrow was what had 32 passing yards at the end of the first half. What? I will say the only thing you got going for you is that you started off 0-2 last year as well. So so the things this feels so it, it does feel so a lot different. different. You can basically replay the the same episode um, from last year uh, from from week from week three pick them <laughs> and we basically are reiterating the same shit. What is Jamar Chase doing? What is T Higgins doing? What is why why is this offensive line not giving Joe Burrow the time? Oh my God, is Joe Burrow's leg injury is, is still bugging him? What is going on? And, and look, the difference and the difference you hit the nail on the head. It's a much different team because Joe Burrow, like you said, it seems as though his leg injury is still is bothering him. It seems as though, and unfortunately. And Shannon Sharp said it best. I don't know many people that just heal better during the NFL season, that, that, right? Like, 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 unless people, like, like, 
I don't know if you can think of one because I can't think of one. I can't think of someone that had an injury during the first couple weeks of the season, but all of a sudden they were magically healed. <laughs> I, 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 that, that is, that's something that he's just going to have to deal with the whole season. So yeah. you're going to have to deal with the whole season, which is the unfortunate part. But, yes. um, but like I said, with, same problem with my team. Your defense not being able to get off the field is going to hurt you guys. And, and I said it, your, D, your DBs are still deteriorated. Losing Justin Bates hurts. Um, and, and having a woozy back will help. But Eli Apple being gone, Burt Toe's gone, that may hurt as well. Um, but not getting off the field is going to be a big problem for both of our teams. It absolutely will be because, like I said, when you have the the best defend the best defender for Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, just Joe Burrow, Hells, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, was keeping them off the field. The, the play is simple. You keep those guys on the bench, looking at their iPad, watch watching their defense get up and down the field, go up and down, up and down the field. That's going to get their arm rust. That is going to get them cold. That it, like, like, yes, we can go back to the conversation about not playing preseason football, but sitting there and watching a team go an eight-minute, nine-minute drive down the field, that doesn't – you have to warm up again. Yeah, like You have to grow. You have to do all the things. That, that affects a team massively. I think they have no routine set from not playing in the preseason. And then, yes, playing a game like this, it's unfortunate that the NFL scheduled you back-to-back division opponents – but in a 17-week season, you're going to have those situations. Like, you're going to probably – the way things are, are looking, you may be playing the Bengals in, or the Browns in the last week of the regular season to see who makes the wild card because right now the, the Ravens are in the driver's seat. Everything happened that the Raiders wanted, Ravens wanted, and they're totally in a great spot. They're 2-0. and They have a division win, and everybody else in the division is 1-1. And nobody else looks great. You're the only one that looks somewhat competent on both sides. I do want to give a shout out, say something nice about the two of our teams. We have good linebacker play. Logan Wilson, Alex Singleton, they play like their hair's on fire because they have to carry everybody else around them. Um, Our pass rush with Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard has been lackluster. And I know that you're probably not satisfied with yours either. Should be the backbone of your defense. And it just has not shown thus far. Yeah, I just said Logan Wilson's all over the field. He had a fumble recovery. He was covering the guys. He was the spy on Lamar Jackson, kept him hemmed in a couple times. He had a, a good game, but the defense around him struggled. And, yeah, we we missed Bates more than I was anticipating, and it's definitely harder to play Lamar Jackson when you have less good DBs. So they were able to scheme us up. Make a running back good us. throwing the ball. You make a running back good, throw, look good throwing the ball. That's the unfortunate part. All of a sudden, they have they don't have J.K. Dobbins, and they they're still going up and down the field. Right? There's no excuse. There's no Justice excuse. Hill made made us look yeah. like a bunch of little kids trying to tackle a grown man. Uh, let's get into week three of the pick'em. I've had the ticker scrolling across. This has the the team that's favored and by how much. I also have the over under set for each of them. Starting off on Thursday night football. This game, I think people were – I'll hand up. I picked this game to be the NFC Championship on Talking the Gridiron. I would like to retract my statement. I've already jumped off of my Giants pick. Uh, I know nothing about football. I'm putting that out there here and now. This my pick for the NFC Championship, but I do think this was picked as a Thursday night game for a reason. People thought that, hey – Giants are coming off of a playoff season. They just gave their running back money who got an injury not as bad as the injury that we saw last night. Unfortunately, that's one other thing that I guess we should mention for week two. Nick Chubb goes down in one of the most – probably the most horrific knee injury I've seen since Willis McGahee. It was a very similar type thing where your leg bends the entire wrong way and, and he's in a lot of pain and that guy has 
very strong legs and he's a very tough individual. And if he looks like he's in that much pain, that's unfortunate, but giants going into 49ers, the 49ers are favored by 10 over unders 45, 44 and a half. I would say that Dable is going to be able to do something to kind of mess with Shanahan, but the way the 49ers look the last couple of weeks, I've been on talking the gridiron with one for this entire winning streak. He's unself. He's insufferable. He's unbearable, but unfortunately nothing that he says isn't true. Because Christian McCaffrey looks <laughs> – the meme is hilarious, but every time the every time Christian McCaffrey gets up and then it's Stone Cold Steve Austin from Longest Yard, that's all the white man runs of football. I was like, oh, yeah, uh, but no. it's true. And Trent Williams – Trent Williams has to make the games more interesting for himself. He's purposely trying new techniques that put him at, like, a disadvantage initially, and then he just bullies everybody. And the defensive line looks great. Like, the 49ers, I'm not picking against them, especially not with the bogus ass giants, my bogus ass does Jimmy doesn't know football giants. Dude, I, don't, I, I don't know if you saw the beginning of that game, but they let up 28 points to the Arizona Cardinals to start that game. Yeah. They said, they said let's handicap ourselves. To, to, look, they, they, they had 60 points scored before like this season in general scored before they got a single point, a, a field goal, a two point conversion or a safety, anything. 60 points thrown on them, 40 points, and then 28, however many points it was in the first half uh, for the Cardinals. Like, that's I Josh get it. Cobb. I don't know what I'm talking about. I did, exactly. It, it I'm Josh Cobb. And Saquon, I, I, I think he, he looks like he's going to be banged up for a little bit too. And like we said, Jimmy, the running joke, and let's name a Giants receiver. Maybe that's that'll be in the trivia next year. <laughs> name name two <laughs> Giants receivers. And An unfair question. I can't. I can't. So I, look, it's – San Francisco will roll these guys. I I have zero doubts about that. I'd be very surprised if the Giants without Saquon Barkley um, figure it out offensively this week of all weeks. And the 49ers offensive line, they're just going to rely on the running game. They're going to get the ball in the hands of their playmakers. Brock Purdy didn't look good, but you have way too many amazing <laughs> so weapons. You have the best left tackle in football. You're never going to get touched. Your offensive line doesn't allow you to get – your tight end is a fucking psycho. He is a psychopath who giggles as he's blocking other grown-ass men in an NFL game as he's putting them up on their backs. So George Kittle, the, the 49ers, we're both on them. Um, Broncos at Dolphins. Dolphins are favored by six and a half in this one. Um, this is the first time that the Broncos are going on the road. This is the first time they're going to be the betting underdog. Over-under is set at 48. Mike McDaniel coming off of a big Sunday night football win. But I will say this Dolphins defense – is suspect. But now after what we saw on Sunday with the Broncos, I'd say the Broncos defense is suspect also. So maybe we're just going to in the, in the middle of a shootout, maybe two Jitsu is going to come out there, show the Broncos what's what, but the Broncos are going to be able to score at least in one half. I think they're going to be able to put it together for a half. Don't ask for four quarters. That's a little bit too much, but they can give you 50 cents. Look, look, and here is the moment everyone's been waiting for. I will be fading the Broncos every single pick em leak unless it's a division rival. Uh, I, I, the, so I will be picking the Dolphins this week. I, I, I Look, I am all aboard the Shador Sanders slash uh, Caleb Williams slash Drake May hype train. I, I, I am I am full Howell. full tank. Full tank. Out of Notre Dame. It's always nice to get a good I, prep school this boy. This bad enough. It's going to be one of those three, in my opinion. That's all I'm going to say. This team's bad enough, and that's what I'm hoping for. I think Tua could possibly throw for 300 yards on this defense because all you have to do is you put t- you put either whatever, whoever Sertan's on, 
Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle, you just throw the ball to the other guy, <laughs> and he's going to score. <laughs> Plain and simple, because our team defense is slow. They can't get off the field. You put these guys in space, they're going to cook us. And look, good old Bradley Chubb is going to be rushing the quarterback off of your brand-new uh, offense lineman, Mike, Mike McGlinchey, who, who – Honestly, did not have a great. Who had? Didn't have a bad game yet, Chase Young. No, your they offensive line sucked. Don't don't give them any credit. Glinchy and Bowles on that hail mary both got pushed into Russell Wilson's face. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I am be, I will be fading my team unless it's against the Chiefs, Chargers, or Raiders. You can book that down the rest of the season. Is all I'm going to say. So, so I, I, I want this team to lose. I want this. I, I look. I don't have fun anymore, Jimmy. I, I, I am done not having fun. I, I, I am, I am all aboard the suck train. Okay, just pause. Hold on, big pause on that. <laughs> all aboard the suck train. But, but I am, I am, I am in. I am in on, on, on tanking for one of these three quarterbacks. And look, Russell Wilson wasn't the entire problem this week. But at this point, you need something different. Like you just need something different. And, 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 and Russell Wilson is just not going to work out here. Plain and simple. A full season and two games, I've seen enough. Plain and simple. You had a great Seahawks career. It did not work here. You can you can be here for another year or so, and you can mentor Shador. You can mentor uh, 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 Caleb Williams. But your ass is not going to be here in two years from now. Plain and simple. So start getting ready. Start packing your bags and get a hole in, in Hollywood so you can go start doing movies is all I'm going to say. So I pick in the Miami Dolphins to win, and I will be doing – like I said, I will be picking against the Broncos every week that they don't play the division rival because I hate the division rivals. So – Write me down for that. Broncos will lose. Lose every fucking game. So we go get one of these big three plans. So, but like I said, quarterbacks are the problem. But it needs to be – I just need to see something different. I just need something entirely different because because this – we're in a mediocre stage. We're in a stage where, like, you know what? We're not one of the worst teams in the league. But you know what? We're not anywhere near good enough to make the playoffs. So just suck. Plain simple. Just suck. Put Like, I, I, it'll be – Tears of joy watching this team lose every week and be like, oh, God, another week to kill Williams. Oh, my gosh, another week to kill Williams. Oh, my gosh, another week to possibly Shador Sanders. Oh, my gosh, another week to possibly drink me. Just give me something different. Plain and simple. I need something different, Jimmy. I, 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 I want to tank and be as bad as you were to get Joe Burrow. Like, like think about it, Jimmy. You were so bad, and then you got gifted Such for it. Backhanded. You got gifted yeah. for it. Yeah, no, you got I get it. Gifted for it, and, and that makes me feel better about what I'm gonna say. What you just said. Put your hand down. Why are you smiling? Football's fun, fun, sir. Fun. It's not fun anymore. No, not, not even fun. a little bit. I'm not having fun. It's not fun. It is not fun. And like I said, you want to know my pick? You got rewarded for sucking. I need to yeah. get a reward for sucking. Pause you again on that. I could. There's a stupid amount of clips that we could that I, I that, that that could be clipped right now for me saying sucking so much. So, well, I'm all aboard the suck train. And pause on that. Make a shirt, uh, variety boards. All aboard the suck train. <laughs> Maybe that's our Broncos shirt, but you keep all saying it. All aboard the suck train, and, and a number one, three, and then a number two in there somewhere for Shador Sanders. Or not number two, because it won't be number two in the Broncos. But Shador Sanders uh, lookalike picture, and a Shador and a Caleb Williams lookalike picture. That's all I care about. Uh, all aboard the suck, suck train. Choo choo, Jimmy. Choo choo. Yeah, I'm picking the Broncos. That may be. That may be. That may be over exaggerating a little bit here, and I know I'm. I'm. You're, a, you're on an island. You're. You're I'm, out there. I'm out there, but but at this point, at least I'm doing it before everyone else does. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so I am doing. I am raising my hand, saying I'm doing it before everyone else. You are. Uh, I'm going with the Broncos because 
I I need to get a, I need a game back on you. I think that this is. I don't know. I mean, the Dolphins had times last year where they looked unbeatable, but last they had times where they they did suck. Like they did lose. They did have losing streaks throughout the season. The conversation was had: Is Mike McDaniel's shtick just that? Is it just a shtick? Is he going to be able to get these guys back on track? Tujitsu's been working so far, but I'm not sold on Tua by any means. Um, I don't know. For this reason, for that reason, and for the reason that I want to get a game back, possibly in the pick'em, I will go with Denver. Shame on you. You're a Denver fan. Shame on no, I'm just kidding. You're at the right spot. I'm pretty sure I started fading the Bengals before on the radio show in college before we we drafted. I wanted Penny Sewell, but you know. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I've already said that a couple times. Right, so I want to pin a top top, top uh, lineman in the NFL. As long as he say. is, you but he wouldn't right be winning us and put, putting us in the Super Bowl because how many Super Bowls have the Lions played in? That's true. At least you have Joe Burrow, and you did do right on that draft pick. Like I said, all I'm asking is just one sucky season. I'm not looking. I, I am a diehard Broncos fan. I don't like I said when I have when it comes to college football, I wear a couple different hats depending on the league. Like really, really, I don't have a team. Okay, I ride or die the orange and blue. And all I'm asking is to just give me something else because I cannot sit there and be a season ticket holder. No, I'm not a season ticket holder, but my family is a season ticket holder. We I cannot sit there and, and watch this for another four years, which is the Russell Wilson contract. And look, if you're a Broncos fan and you're telling me you can sit through that for another four years, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I don't think you like football if, you, if you're you. willing to do that. I don't. I think football is not a sport for you. You might want to pick up European football. Go, go because... sell your Broncos tickets and go get Avs or Nuggets season tickets. Because like yeah. I said, you have a world champion Denver Nuggets. Give me the ticker. And then you have the Avs who have won a Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup within the last two years. So go buy – go use your money elsewhere is my plan simple. Yeah. Uh, I also like uh, for the Broncos over under set at 48. We've mentioned it a couple times. Defenses suck. I would hammer the over. Nobody's stopping anybody that on no Sunday. No so I like the over at 48. Sunday night football, Steelers, Raiders, Immaculate Conception, yeah. Reception. Yeah. Um, I told Darren I want the Immaculate Reception 2.0 to happen because he was bragging about how the Raiders got the win in week one. And I was like, you know what? I hope that something like that happens. So you have to rewatch that highlight over and over and over and over again. I don't think Franco Harris really caught that ball, but I just love the fact that you can piss off a Raiders fan just by two words, immaculate reception, immaculate reception. The Raiders are favored by two and a half, but that's just the home field advantage. The Steelers got a win on Monday night football last night, but the Browns, if, if they didn't get everybody injured, I think that the Browns pull away and, and they actually show what they're made of. The Steelers took care of business, and you can't fault the team for winning. But can't I have not been scoring fourteen points defensively. Is all I'm going to say. Yeah, and, no. And, 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 when you have T.J. Watt on the field, you don't need an offense. Like, like, and that's where I'm. That's why. I look, uh, yeah, I'm never going to pick the Raiders, but I will pick the Steelers here, and that's how confident I am in this defense. Playing simple, and then look, it's still a top five defense in the vo- in football. T.J. Watt has been the best defensive player in football the first two weeks. And I would like to see someone come argue with me on that because it's very hard to find one. Um, TJ Watt has been that good. He's been that good. So I, I am riding the Steelers, and Kenny Pickett did not look good. Uh, but the running game slowly got there, and, and, and their offensive line looks halfway better, halfway better. Um, but their defense will still – like I said, look, 
the Raiders scored 10 points because the Bills felt like it was a charity and then wanted to give them a couple points so they didn't feel so bad. So, so, and that was, and look, the Broncos are already as bad as we've already talked about. So they scored a total of 26 points, Jimmy. They scored a total of 26 points. The, 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 the Steelers defense have scored half of that by themselves already. I don't know if that, I can't know, I don't know if it's on my head if they scored a defensive touchdown in the first game. They've scored half of those points already on, on by themselves. So give me the Steelers. They played the, the 49ers game. week one, so I don't think they did. Yeah, but yeah, yeah 14 bro. points last week. It's impressive. But you know, the same reason you can't pick the Raiders is the same reason I'm not picking the Steelers. So we're, we're fading that. each other on that one. I respect um, that. So we're going to have movement no matter what this week in the pick because we're going to have games that go opposite ways. Right now, just on paper, it looks like you're going to get another two games on me. It looks like I'm throwing this thing if you're just looking at the picks. Look, I would love to see the Broncos win a game as well, but then again, I don't. So hopefully you – One win. game. You don't want to go – you don't want to be that because you would be the first. You don't want to be the first 0-17 team. This is true. We don't so you want one. 1-16 sounds better than 0-17. Monday Night Football doubleheader. I don't know why they continue to do these, but I guess I'm going to watch so I can play. At the same time, like... too. I thought there were two different times, Jimmy. No, I turned one game on. One I saw right on top of the, the other. Next one started. Next one hour later, I was like, what are we doing here? What, 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 are, what are we doing here? Like, come, come on. Like, what? Well, they knew, they knew nobody wanted to watch New Orleans and Carolina outside of those two markets, so maybe it was a little bit of that. And the Browns-Steelers is a rivalry game. This week we have the Eagles Bucks as the first Monday night football game. Philly is favored by five. I said that I was saving my point to make about ego for the Eagles till this point. I think the biggest ego that they have to overcome is this new offensive coordinator, because as we mentioned, when you're a good team, you lose pieces and they lost both their offensive and defensive coordinator. And for the first game against the Patriots and for the first half of that game against the Vikings, when the Vikings had the lead, Somebody decided to tell his offensive coordinator that Jalen Hurts is Joe Montana, and he's not. He he can throw. He's getting better at the throwing the football part, but the Eagles are built on their running game. So how it took them until the second quarter to figure out, let's just run the ball for 13 out of 15 plays of this drive. Every time that we get third and, de- third and one, fourth and one, when we get down to the goal line, we'll just push-push, and our quarterback squats 600 pounds. Good luck stopping him. Why? You knew that's the team's identity. You didn't do anything to change that. You have receivers that when you have a running game that's opening up play action, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith will push the field that way. But it's not an offense. It's not the air raid offense. It's not the Cincinnati Bengals offense. And I think that's what people wanted Jalen Hurts to be. Ergo, their offensive coordinator. Run the damn football. Run the football behind this offensive line that you've created. Landon Dickerson and Jordan Mailata to be on the same side of the offensive line is a crime because that's 370 pounds and 330 pounds a man on one oh, side. And they also have the best center and arguably one of the top three left tackles in the game on the other side of football. That, that is wild. Jimmy. It's no, I Jason Kelsey. I've said it many times. He's my favorite player. I love him. I'm a Eagles. I support the Eagles on the NFC side. I don't necessarily call myself an Eagles fan, but I'm you a Rocky fan. Don't say anything, so. about nice, anything nice about the state of city of Philadelphia. Don't no, you? I just I just really like Jason Kelsey, and I rooted hard for them. Pause. I rooted for them when they were playing the Patriots in the Super Bowl, and I was super happy when they ended up winning because I like Peterson. I had nothing wrong with Peterson until he threw that game on national television and uh, and everything else like that, but. I'm picking the Eagles. I do think that they're going to continue to to roll. It does give me a little bit of pause. You know how many yards Baker's thrown for in two weeks? Baker looks good. 
Baker's thrown for 500 yards and three touchdowns in two weeks. I think he has one pick. Baker looks good. Like it's, it's it, like, like like let's 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 not forget who he was throwing to in Cleveland. Let's not forget who he was throwing to in Los Angeles last year. There was no Cooper Cup and there was no Puka in last year. And he was and the best receiver he he ever had there was Jarvis Landry in Cleveland. He has arguably one of the most underrated receivers of this generation, Mike Evans. And he has an absolute speed demon in Chris, Chris Godwin on the other side. In a running game that looks very, very good, Jimmy. Very good. Very, very good. And look, the defense all of a sudden. And look, yeah, they played the – who did they play last week? They played, uh, um, they played the Bears. Who the Bears yeah, are really bad. The Bears. Don't get me wrong. The Bears are horrendous. But Tampa Bay, the season window. And Baker They're Mayfield – they they they're sneaky. They're very sneaky. I'm picking the Eagles though. I would but but I'm I would not be surprised if if this is if this is a hiccup. This is, this might be a hiccup game in my opinion. Buccaneers, they they get a big win this week. Look out, Falcons yeah. gonna win this week. We we may be talking about the worst in division football. Nah, it might be the best division of football. One of the sneakiest divisions in best in football. It it looks like it could turn out that way, and that's the thing that I think a lot of sports fans don't quite get. And and I like the Pat McAfee show because they were talking about that too, but it's not like these NFL athletes, they're only as good as when they come into the league. So I think Baker was okay. He was good in that Cleveland situation. Initially he's continued to develop and he's a smart football player. He's, he runs the quarterback position from his mind. He, he knows checks. He's able, I mean, the, it's the, the classic line, but he, they caught him on the hot mic the defense made some shift and in the middle of his cadence, blue 80, blue 80. That's fucking cute guys. Is that what? I was like, what the, he knew he expected this. He's watching. Somebody's been watching film. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. What a a highly talented uh, college quarterback watching film does for, for a guy, huh? Crazy. I don't know if Mike Evans has ever had a quarterback that maybe had all of that talent, but just decided to watch no hours of film, but, you know, he, he probably has experience in that regard. We're both on the Eagles in that one, but we do have the same feeling. The Bucks are a scary team. Last Monday Night Football very game. Frisky. Very frisky. Yeah. What do you say? Very frisky. Pause again on that. That, that, five, that number five, like, I would take the plus five. I would take the plus five at the very least because I could see the Eagles having to kick a field goal to win, and, and that would give you your money if, if you put plus five for, for Tampa Bay. Um, last game of the weekend, Monday Night Football game, doubleheader, Rams going to Cincinnati, the Bengals playing in primetime, which the past two seasons haven't been the worst. Before then, I hated primetime games. I especially hated Monday night games because the Bengals are always flat on Monday night. This is the game where they're inducting Boober Siason into the ring of fame. So Boomer's going to be famous now, even more famous than he already is. Um, but I, I, that's... It's supposed to give you an emotional boost, but this last weekend was AJ Green just retired and was the ruler of the jungle in in the house, and you put up a dismal twenty four points that you scored almost all of in the second half. Like it's a Super Bowl rematch from two years ago, so let's not forget about that. And the Aaron Donald situation is still probably fresh in people's minds. Um, if, look, I'll, I'll, the Rams have looked too good on offense for me to be really confident in this pick. 
Absolutely. And look, P- Puka Nakua, um, he has been a fantasy god, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> he, he, look, it, is, it is the highest amount of completions for a rookie receiver through two games in NFL history. Yes, you read that correct. You heard that correctly. Puka Nakua, uh, I'm not sure if uh, I might be pronouncing his last name wrong, but the first name is Puka. He has the most receptions for a wide receiver through first two games of his NFL career. That is wild. And look, obviously, no Cooper Cup. And look, he's not sneaking up on anyone anymore. It's not anymore. It's plain and simple. So the Bengals will be keying on him. Um, absolutely. And But like I said, and the Rams running game, who knows what their running game will look like. Stafford looks like he looks a lot better. Um, this is a game that the Bengals should win. It absolutely should be. The Rams are not as good as they were two years ago. They're a lot. They're a lot more depleted, in my opinion. And this is very true. And the Bengals look like a better team than, yeah. than, than, than two years ago. Obviously, not through the first two weeks, but on paper they do. So I'm picking the Bengals here. I'm not picking against your boys. Um, but this is a game where if you lose, there's going to be some questions in the locker room. And 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 mainly. Mainly, it's going to be your offense coordinator, your head coach, are going to be the main two guys. Being like, why are we not giving the Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Joe Burrow situations to succeed? That's going to be the biggest question if you lose this week. Because, like I said, this defense for the Rams is depleted. Outside of Aaron Donald still being there, it's not good on the back end. You're not throwing against Jalen Ramsey anymore. You're not throwing against Eric Weddle and his company and, and the Rams. It's more sport depleted. Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, and, comp- and, and Jamar Chase and company should have a better day. I, I really don't understand it because the same – the issue that I brought up with the Eagles um, losing both their coordinators, the Bengals have had their coordinators and their head coach. It's the longest time that those three have been together on a single team. I think they've been together for the last four years. So this is not a new offense. There's no new terminology. You have a few new pieces. And defensively for the past two seasons, Lou Anarumo has been a wizard. Like. I was nervous every offseason that some team is going to hire him for the head coaching position, but he continues to stick around. So they should just – it should be better than it is. But this has been par for the course for the last two weeks. It is a little bit worrisome now. I'm, I'm a fantasy owner of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, and I think they were both shifted to questionable, or maybe that was Debo, it was Debo Samuel. Was It was my other receiver. But Burrow switched to questionable in the fantasy apps. Um it, it didn't it, it just doesn't look good it doesn't look like what i've been accustomed to and that's really unfortunate because i just started getting used to being good and now now i might have to go convert myself back to taking the positives out of a 35 to 13 blowout but i don't want to have to start doing that again nico i did that for too long that's been my entire radio and broadcasting career i i, I want to be good can i continue to be good please why can't we have, why can't we all have nice things right why can't we all have nice things Real quick to recap for the games, Nico picked the 49ers, the Dolphins, the Steelers, the Eagles, and the Bengals. My picks were fairly similar except for the two. I picked the 49ers on Thursday night, Broncos, Raiders, then we're on the same thing for Monday night game, so Philadelphia, Cincinnati. Um, everything should be fairly interesting. There's a lot of good matchups this weekend outside of the games that we're picking, so I, I know I've been glued to my TV for the past however many weeks. Um, shout out Raleigh for, for dealing with me, but also you, you listen to me for the Vikings information and the Vikings information right now is they suck. They need to get rid of Kirk cousins and figure out something to do moving forward. Not, uh, not try to waste Justin Jefferson. Like he wasted Randy Moss. Yeah, off, let's, not, let's not do that. Let's, Sorry. let's not do that. Uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed this episode. I know it was quick rapid fire, but we did get a lot of good um, information out. Check out the PLL championship. Check out. The rest of the content, I have it scrolling underneath uh, the bottom of us right now. 
Friday, top of the mountain. I'll be back on if I'm not dead asleep because I do have another night of conferences. It's two nights if, since we're doing virtual. So if I'm not dead asleep on Friday night, virtual? I'll be – It's virtual? Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, it's virtual, but I live too far away. So they start oh. at 3.30. We get out of school at 3. I live oh, too far away to justify traveling if I get caught in traffic and I miss uh, – I. So I was at the school from 6 a.m. this morning to 7.15 or whenever I texted you. Shout out to all the teachers out there. That is brutal. Parent-teacher conferences are, are a different thing. But if I'm awake, I'll try and be on Realism Sports Talk for the third week in a row. His Friday Night Raw show. And then obviously Sunday Scaries will be back live. Um, we'll, we'll figure out a time where Nico's going to be on that show. It may or may not be this weekend. Um, I know you got some other things planned, but yeah, we'll, I'm we'll looking at the week of October 24th still. Uh, I think I'm pretty open that week. You know, I think uh, okay. there might be a sport uh, um, uh, banner uh, being raised. That, uh, I guess we uh, could probably talk about that. Have to uh, talk about because, like I said, I may be drowning my sorrows in football by that time, and it may be I'm already. I might have already checked out football. So is all I'm gonna say. Yep, still world champions. Thank you very much. Um, anything else you want to leave the people with before we get off? I know check out, but I really need to change how I say that. Check out the PLL championship this weekend, ABC yeah. Sunday afternoon. I highly recommend it. If your team's sucking, like I said, you have red zone on. There's most people have two TVs. You don't need one feed of one game. Like you can, you can put, put one on red zone on one TV, put the PLL championship on another TV. I'm excited to go. Shout out my boys, Owen and PK, um, the other liaisons um, down there. I'm going to be in Philadelphia. I'm just glad I don't have to go to that. I got to be careful with how I say this um, because I could be going there. I'm just glad I'm not um, did not get have to go. Did not have to travel for travel another to, travel another weekend to a city that uh, stick with the guy that did I, PR for college. Don't yeah. trust me. I won't let you get your foot in your mouth. Exactly. <laughs> travel. I uh, now I have to travel another week. Is all I'm going to say. Yeah. No. And uh, be on the lookout. Make Enjoy sure the PL championship in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Reminder, if you're not followed if you don't know <laughs> at feo tv pod already if you don't follow us if you don't subscribe to our youtube channel you want to start seeing this visual content because we we talked before the episode we've been in getting messages from certain people our videos are about to look a lot different we're going to have some different engaging more stuff that like you'd see on tiktok and everything like that we're going to have more shorts clips things like that i know you guys enjoy the long form of the podcast but attention spans are short so we're going to have some new visual content coming out so follow wherever you can listen every week continue to uh, tell your friends about the show we're growing every single week all the content's been awesome we appreciate everybody checking us out and uh, listening to the two of us go back and forth uh, on sports and and just everything in general nico wore sunglasses for the entire podcast so sunglasses and a hat because that's how we do business that's how that's how my mama raised me you you dumb made it personal you done made it personal. We're going to make it personal. Hopefully, everybody has a good rest of their week. Thank you guys very much for tuning in to episode 151 of the Far Into the Bench podcast. For myself, Jimmy Pilato, my co-host, Nico Bryant, we will see you guys next time. Peace. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. 